0: Hi, this is Adam Bergman on today's Adam Talks. I'm going to talk about the best way to buy Bitcoin, believe it or not, is in an IRA. Basically, over the last several months or so, there's been a lot of uh, rumors, debate as to what the IRS is going to do about people that have bought cryptos like Bitcoin using personal funds. And there's been rumors over the last year, actually, that the IRS is going to start sending out notification. Uh, letters to taxpayers, basically um, based off some information they've gathered already from, for example, Coinbase, whether through a John Doe summons, which is a summons that they issue a third party basically asking for a category of names without asking for the exact person's name. They say, just send me every client that opened an account from 2000X to 2000Y. And that's what they've done to Coinbase and potentially other exchanges. And they've used all that information to gather names, and they've actually sent a letter that I actually have a copy of um, that was sent to over 10,000 uh, crypto investors, mostly from Coinbase. And they basically, they call it a, a letter 6174, and basically says, hey, we obviously know who you are. So if you did not report your cryptocurrency transactions on your tax return, guess what? You better. So you actually don't have to respond to the letter technically, uh, but it's basically a warning saying, hey, we know who you are, and you better play by the rules. And the rules are as such. Under 2014, notice the IRS is saying that cryptos like Bitcoin should be treated from a tax standpoint as property, just like stock or real estate. Thus, when you buy and sell a capital asset, you pay capital gains. If you hold that capital asset less than 12 months, it's ordinary income, or at least the capital gains, is short-term capital gains, and taxed as ordinary income. If you hold it longer than 12 months, You have long-term capital gains, which is generally taxed at 15%. The problem with cryptos is unlike stock, you can't go to McDonald's and pay for your cheeseburger with stock. But you technically could with crypto, maybe not in McDonald's, but in other establishments. So how do you account for that? And then the problem is you have to now keep track of what you paid for the crypto or Bitcoin called basis and what you've exchanged it or whether it's fiat or exchange it for a service or a product like a hamburger. Or even another crypto like Ethereum, you have to keep track of the value at that time of transfer or exchange or conversion. So it causes a lot of tax problems. And that's what a lot of taxpayers are dealing with. And that's what the IRS is concerned about. They do not want to lose tax revenue. So they're scaring taxpayers into saying, hey, hey, Jane, Jim, Joe, guess what? We know who you are. We got your names from Coinbase or some other exchange. Pay up. Or else we're going to come after you. So that's kind of the game of cat and mouse that's going on right now. And there's been a lot of uh, talk. There's expected towards the end of 2019 that there'll be more guidance from the IRS uh, about how to pay tax using basically based off crypto transactions. There hasn't been much guidance since 2014, since the notice came out 2014-21 about the taxation and the treatment of cryptos from a tax standpoint. So we're expecting further guidance. Um, some of the guidance will be maybe around de minimis exceptions. Let's say you use Bitcoin to buy a cheeseburger and it's under X amount of dollars for the year. Are you exempt from reporting? Uh, how do you calculate the value of Bitcoin? Bitcoin goes up and down on a certain day. Let's say you, you bought Bitcoin and now you're selling it on July 30th. What's the price? How do you know the exact time you should pay and lock in your price, right? the, the price. It's a 24 hour, seven day market, and it it really, there's a lot of um, volatility. So it could be 10,000 at two in the afternoon. It could be 10,100 at three in the afternoon. So there's ideas about using an average cost basis throughout the day. What about how do you pick which Bitcoin you're selling? Let's say you have 10, 10 Bitcoins. You bought one in 2012, and then every year you bought another. The price you paid is very different. Do you use the first-in, first-out method, the last-in, first-out method? Do you get the pick? So those are the kind of things that I think need to be addressed so people have more clarification. However, if you used an IRA or a 401 k you would never have to deal with this. Why? IRAs, 401 ks are tax-exempt. They do not pay tax. They don't pay capital gains tax. So, if you bought bitcoin in 2012 and you sell it in 2017 or 18 or 19 or if you buy it in 2019 and sell it a day later your basis what you pay for it and your sell price is irrelevant why there's no tax you don't have to deal with irs letters you don't have to deal with 1099 you don't have to deal with all this annoyance of keeping track of bases, lifo fifos average cost basis is it short-term, long-term, NOLs, all this nonsense you don't have to deal with, okay? Why? Because there's no tax. IRAs do not pay tax. So when does using an IRA have tax advantageous or tax advantages when you're looking to buy cryptos? Number one, if you're a passive investor, okay? You're looking to just hold an emerging asset. You're not looking to use it to buy a cheeseburger. Why? Because you can't use an IRA asset to personally benefit. So if you wanted to buy a cheeseburger with your or your Bitcoin, don't do it in an IRA. Number two, there's volatility and there's risk, right? So if you, you wouldn't want to put every last cent of your IRA into Bitcoin or other cryptos. And I just want to be clear, I'm not telling anyone to buy Bitcoin or cryptos, okay? This podcast is not about advising people to buy Bitcoin. I don't make a cent if you buy Bitcoin. IRA Financial helps people uh, invest in alternative assets, mostly actually real estate. Um, So I don't really care if you buy real estate or Bitcoin or private equity or hedge funds or hard money loans, crowdfunding, it doesn't bother me. Okay, you have the right to do it. It's a self-directed account. It's your responsibility to do the diligence. It's your money. The government gives you the right to do it. You need to be wise and careful and do your diligence, but you're allowed to do it. So if you're looking to do things passive, if you want to buy Bitcoin passively like gold, you want to hold an emerging asset, you believe there's a good future in the asset, and doing it in an IRA is, is far more tax advantageous than doing it with personal money because you don't have to deal with long-term or short-term capital gains, and you don't have to deal with 1099s and tax reporting. If you do it in a Roth IRA and you are over 59 and, a half and the Roth's been open at least five years, when you sell, you can take the money out without tax. If you do it in a traditional IRA, you can defer the tax until you take a distribution. Over 59 and a half, just tax under fifty nine and a half, tax and 10% penalty. So just be careful. Why I wanna make this point is because there's been a lot of, uh, obviously there's a lot of articles and there's been chatter about all these letters. And I, I know because I have a copy uh, that have gone out to 10,000 plus people, mostly Coinbase clients, because they received the summons and basically saying, we're, we know who you are, we're coming after you if you don't properly disclose your tax reporting and do it properly. Uh, on your crypto transactions. So they're watching, you get it in an IRA, most of these crypto, most of, most crypto investors are doing it passively. They're not using crypto to buy pizza, a slice of pizza or a, or a t-shirt or a pair of Nike shoes. They're holding it like gold as an emerging asset, as an investment. So if you're going to do that and you want to take a small chunk of your retirement account and feel comfortable about doing that, then it's more tax advantageous, especially in a Roth IRA because you can exempt the transaction from tax. Most importantly, enough to deal with 1099s and other annoying reporting on your 1040 tax return basis. Imagine if you did 50, 60, 70 trades in a year. It's a nightmare because you got to know your basis. You got to know what you sold it for. You got to have whether you use the FIFO, or the LIFO, or an average cost basis. What are you deciding? What you paid for, which Bitcoin are you selling? And what about converting it not just to fiat, but to another crypto like Ethereum, Litecoin? I mean, there's a lot of headaches here. Yes, there's better software and technology now to keep track of this stuff for you. But if you have cryptos on different exchanges, trust me, I know it's a nightmare. Okay. So using an IRA is so much cleaner and easier. We handle all the administration, take care of everything through the exchange you can hold it you can hold it in a cold wallet hot wallet you can do whatever you want as long as you don't use it for personal purposes you are not going to run afoul of any of the irs rules and you're not going to deal with the irs headaches of a irs letter uh, for 6174 that was recently sent out uh, regarding uh, cryptos mostly to coinbase investors adam bergman thanks for watching listening uh, if you have questions subscribe to our channel Uh, Any other comments? I'd love to hear from you uh, and until next time